0: Welcome to the Ditcher Diet Podcast. My name is Kerry, and this week we're speaking about the power of planning and tracking. So I've been talking about planning and tracking a lot with my clients this week, and I so I thought I felt quite inspired to record a podcast about it because the thing is that we know what to do. Uh, us yo yo dieters have been there and done that so many times before. We've tried diets, we've lost weight. I mean, really deep down, if we search. Um, within ourselves, we really do know what we should be doing. But the thing is that the restriction and the diets just don't work. Usually it's our unconscious habits, our cravings, our desires that come back and they really override all of our good work. And this is where we just keep on falling off the wagon and just going back to old habits, which we know don't work. But Often we just get to that point where we've lost weight, we've restricted, we've done you know what we should be doing for a long time, and then we might just fall off the wagon one time, maybe have a binge or an overeat, and then we just go screw it, you know what's the point? I've ruined it now, and then just go back to our old habits. And so the, this definitely was my, the case for me. I mean, my biggest downfall was chocolate. That was massive for me. I had so many chocolate cravings I mean I was a complete addict I really was and you know when I look back at it now I can see how I would be good and I'd be telling myself generally speaking I'm good I can't understand why I won't lose weight because I would maybe cut out sugar and wheat or I'd be you know eating paleo um, vegetarian I mean I tried all sorts but the thing that really didn't work for me was that I would have these massive chocolate cravings and it might only be If I was being good and I was, you know, kind of on a diet, then it might be that I would have a couple of nights where I'd eat a whole block of Green and Black's chocolate. That was definitely my downfall. If you're in the UK and you know Green and Black's chocolate, you know what I'm talking about, those big blocks as well, those, I think 100 grams, 120 grams, I could like power through that without even blinking an eyelid and, you know, didn't even really notice that I'd done it. Um, if I was in a state of, ah, oh, screw it, you know, um, nothing's working, I'm just going to do what I want, then I could eat chocolate like that every day, really. And and sometimes even, I remember at my worst, even having two blocks of that, and I knew that that was really, really bad. And I felt like I couldn't stop myself. And this is the thing, these are unconscious habits. We've practiced them so many times before. They've become these really strong neural pathways in our brains, and you know, it just becomes an unconscious habit in some respects, or we may know what's going on, but it feels like such a strong craving and such a strong response. We just don't feel like we've got control. And these are the things that mean that diets and restrictions don't work for us. So we know what to do. And all of this stuff just doesn't work for us. So the the remedy to start undoing all of this and one of the, the key components to actually unpacking all of this and really figuring out what's going on is planning and tracking. And that's why I've been talking to my clients a lot about that this week. It's just such a fantastic tool. And really, it's since I implemented planning and tracking That has been absolutely fundamental to having success in my weight loss journey. And it's the same for my clients. I see it again and again. So we're going to talk a little bit about the problem um, that lack of awareness brings when it comes to overeating and weight loss. And we're going to talk a little bit about the power of planning, the power of tracking. And I'm also going to make available a worksheet that I give to my clients free to you today. So you can go to my website and download that if you want to. So if you want to find this episode on my website, it's keridwilliams.com and that's spelled K E R I D Williams.com forward slash number 1010. One, Okay, so a lack of awareness. When we are not really conscious of what we're doing, then many of these very strong neural pathways and these unconscious habits, they just go unchecked. We don't even realize that we're doing it because we've done it so many times before. You know, it's like our brain is amazing. It's like we we can learn to ride a bike and at the start we might be having to think about it quite a lot practice, you know, get our coordination going when it comes to steering and braking and then pedaling at the same time. But then you practice, 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 it becomes unconscious. And it is very much the same kind of pattern when it comes to our eating. So if we practice Um, say, eating chocolate when we're tired um, or eating um, crisps when we're watching TV and that's just like a de-stress mechanism, we practice that enough times it becomes really, really unconscious. So when we're not having the awareness there that that, um, planning and tracking can bring, then these unconscious habits just go unchecked. We also have these thoughts and beliefs that can drive our behaviors as well. So without having that awareness of what these thoughts are and what beliefs are coming into it, then we just keep acting out these patterns. You know, we might act out these patterns of, you know, falling off the wagon. That's a phrase that many of my clients often use. And I've used that before, you know, having an overeat and then just going, you know what, screw it, I've I've messed it up now. So I'm just going to go back into what I was doing before. And there's often a belief underneath all of that, that I can't really do this. I won't be successful. I can't do this. I've never done this before. And that can really drive those kind of behaviours. And then the other thing that we can do without consciousness is that we can have emotions that we don't want to feel. And so instead of actually feeling the feelings and processing them, we're using food to stuff them down. So we're literally eating our emotions. So let's talk about some unconscious habits. These are the kinds of things that you might find yourself doing. So it might be that uh, there's a certain time of day where you crave something. So, 3 to 5 p.m. is a really common one, you know, that kind of slump that you get after lunch, feeling a bit tired. So, you just maybe want a cup of tea and a biscuit or a bit of cake or something to give you a bit of a boost. It's a really common habit as well for women to have cravings at a certain time of the month and also to allow themselves and to tie into that belief of you know all women get chocolate cravings when they're premenstrual, or all women need to eat more food at this time of the month because your body requires more energy so it's okay for me to do that and so we can get into this real habit of oh it's three days before my period I've got a, a chocolate craving and without actually checking that and challenging that belief we just fall into um, you know eating chocolate and that was a big one for me as well so I noticed through my weight loss journey there was a peak in my weight and it would go up again around the time of my period. And I thought at first, because I, I so strongly believed that belief that, you know, this is just what happens with women. We all crave, you know, um, we all crave chocolate or even if I just eat a bit more um, kind of healthy food, that's normal, that's natural. I can't live any other way. And so I really noticed when I was tracking my weight, how much my weight would be going up at one particular time of the month. And that became a real block to me. That was definitely a block to losing weight and keeping it off because I would go into that pattern every single month of just going, you know what, screw it. I feel emotional. I feel tired. I feel a bit crampy. I'm going to eat some chocolate. And, you know, how much of a chocolate addict I am, I just said that before, I would eat tons of green and black chocolate at that time. And so that was a real block for me. We can also have habits around places. So have you ever found that maybe you got into the habit of walking past a certain cafe and wanting to have a pastry or something because you've done that a couple of times before? So then when you get, you go to that place again, you get this trigger of, oh yeah, I could go and get that pastry again. So that can be a really interesting one to open up as well. And also people. So quite often we might have certain foods that we have around certain people um, it might be that we always meet a certain friend for cocktails, we might always meet a certain friend to have um, cheese and wine or, you know, anything like that. So have a look at uh, at where you might have some unconscious habits and some triggers around certain people in your life. And then some really mediocre ones can come up, like just opportunistic snacking while cooking so it might be that you're chopping up all the ingredients and then you're having a bit of you know the raw veggies or something while you're cooking or a bit of the cheese or something like that so they can be habits that come in as well. So if you want to unpack this and have a look at why you're not losing weight and what habits might be going on for you, then you might want to ask yourself the question of, you know, what do I know at this stage um, that comes up for me in terms of my habits? What Are there any times of day where I always do something? Are there any times of the month that you're always doing something? Are there any people or places where I'm always triggered to do and eat certain things Am I eating while I'm cooking or anything else that's um, maybe a habit that you've got? So ask yourself that question and see if you can shine a light on some of your unconscious habits. So I mentioned as well that beliefs really run our behavior. Beliefs and thoughts actually drive our behavior because our behavior comes from feelings. When we feel a certain way, we're motivated to either indulge in that and enjoy that emotion or change it. And our thoughts create our emotions. So, if we have a look at our thoughts and our beliefs, so beliefs are just thoughts that we've practiced a lot and have come to believe is the truth of the world, then we can actually see how these thoughts and beliefs can make us feel a certain way and will drive particular behaviors. So, I mentioned before that, you know, that whole behavior pattern of, um, you know, having um, going on a diet, restricting yourself having success through willpower and then having one overeat, one binge and then going, screw it, I've messed it up now. And there can usually be thoughts around that, like I can't lose weight anyway, I've never done this before, I've never been successful, I'm just a fat person, things like that will come in and that is going to influence your behaviour. So you might want to have a think about any beliefs that you have around this as well. There can also be other ways that that particular belief comes in. And I found that that belief in particular is unanimous. I've not come across a person who is a yo-yo dieter that has any other belief around losing weight successfully no one has come to me and said oh yeah I reckon I can do this everyone believes deep down they can't they want to change it but they don't believe that they can so that can even tie into other beliefs as well it's not just about that overeating and oh I've fallen off the wagon but it can also be around oh I'm feeling tired I can't be bothered I'm just going to eat this anyway. I can't lose weight anyway. What am I thinking? You know, that kind of stuff can come in. So that's a really, really big belief that can come in. But there can be other beliefs. Like I said, I didn't believe I could be premenstrual and live without chocolate until I really challenged that belief. And I was like, wow, I can't believe I thought that was the truth. Actually, that's not necessarily the way the world works. There are plenty of women that have periods and don't eat chocolate, you know. So what else are you believing and what beliefs are driving your behavior? So you might want to actually examine that and write down the answer to that question and see what comes up for you. I mentioned as well that we can often avoid feelings by eating them. So this is a way uh, that we we refer to this as buffering. So instead of feeling the feeling, we're buffering it away with an external factor. And, and when it comes to yo-yo dieting, quite often for women like us, we will avoid our emotions with food but other things can be buffers as well like drugs sex tv social media exercise shopping anything that gives us a bit of an, a hit a bit of a stimulus and a bit of a change in that emotion because we instead of feeling the feeling and processing it and maybe feeling sad for a certain amount of time but actually resolving it. Instead, we try and buffer away that sadness by getting that hit of pleasure by having some chocolate or some crisps or something. Quite often, the cravings we get around our emotions are for those foods that give us a real hit of the pleasure hormones. So have a think as well about What emotions are you buffering away with food? And what kind of food do you use when you're feeling in a certain way emotionally? This can be really, really useful information to get started so that you can understand a little bit more about your patterns. So here's the thing we don't always have consciousness around all of these patterns. And that's okay. So you can maybe start by asking yourself what do you know of now? But the thing is, when uh, you start planning and tracking, you'll get even more awareness. You'll start to learn about yourself. And as I mentioned, I learned about myself around periods and chocolate and really challenging my belief around that and how much of a block that was for me. I, I managed to surface that through the power of planning and tracking. So you see, our brain does all of these things because we're driven quite often by the motivational triad, and this is our primitive brain. This is the way that our brains have been wired for survival, and this the, these mechanisms have served us so well. They served our ancestors so well because they drove our ancestors to get out of the cave, to go away from the warmth and the safety, to find food, to find another mate. You know, so these mechanisms will have us seeking pleasure, avoiding pain and trying to conserve energy when it comes to the motivation to actually take action to do something. But the problem is in this day and age, we have easy access to so many false pleasures. And because our brains are wired like this, our primitive brains are wired like this, then it looks like when we're trying to lose weight, the seeking pleasure, we're looking for foods that give us a dopamine rush, We're looking for those foods that give us a massive rush of pleasure, and then we can get this kind of addictive pattern. So this is quite often the sugar and the carby kind of foods that so many of us get massive cravings for. It's really our brains trying to seek pleasure. We're trying to avoid that emotional pain, and we get those cravings that come in again, and we start to desire that pleasure as an alternative to actually sitting there and feeling that negative emotion, that emotional pain. It can also be where we're trying to conserve energy as well, so in the weight loss realm of things when it comes to the primitive brain, you might find yourself um, being drawn into that very practised habit of eating in a certain way or not actually implementing a new uh, kind of weight loss uh, regime where you might decide that you're going to eat in a slightly different way, you're going to move your body in a slightly different way. That takes energy to practice those new habits. And our brain is going to be crying out and telling us to conserve that energy to avoid the pain of trying to change and get out of the comfort zone. Why not just seek the pleasure instead? And this is where these unconscious habits come in. So what we need to do by planning is actually exercise our prefrontal cortex. This is the part of the brain that is responsible for planning complex behavior. It's responsible for decision making, for social behavior, for personality expression. And one quote I found around the role of the prefrontal cortex was that, it's responsible for the orchestration of thoughts and actions in accordance with internal goals. So this is where we actually will think about our goal. We'll think about how we want to change our health, how we want to get to a more normalized uh, body weight for our frame. So we'll think about that goal. We'll decide in advance what we want to eat. We're using our prefrontal cortex to actually decide in advance what we want to do to fuel our body and give it the food that it needs. And then Then when we're feeling tired, when we're feeling emotional, when we're drawn to these habits um, kicking back in by our primitive brain, we can really get some clarity around ah, these are the old habits kicking in again. This is my primitive brain kicking in. We're giving ourselves a little bit of an opportunity to remedy the action of the primitive brain. So that's not gonna say that it will happen overnight, but it will really give you that awareness when you've planned in advance where our primitive brain is kicking in and saying things like, you know, I feel sad, I just want to eat, I'm bored, let's go and raid the cupboard. Those kinds of actions and habits kick in when the primitive brain kicks in. So planning will help to remedy that. So planning with your prefrontal cortex will set you up for success when you're working towards a goal. Conversely, when it comes to tracking, we I, I've read um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's a wonderful book if you're interested in habits um, at all. And so one of the things that I really like when it comes to the context of weight loss is that research has shown that people who track pr- their progression towards their goals, are more likely to improve than those that don't. And there was a study of more than 1,600 people that found that those that kept a daily food log lost twice as much weight as those who do not. So simply tracking what you've actually done will give you that uh, awareness of what's actually happened, and it's going to spark the urge to change any behaviour that you know is not in alignment with that goal. So you can be twice as much successful in terms of losing weight if you are actually bringing awareness and tracking what you actually did and when it comes to tracking I always recommend that clients weigh themselves every day and write down what their weight is and then after each meal or at the end of the day you just write down what you actually ate and how full you were as well so did you eat until you were satisfied or did you go way overboard and overeat to the point where you felt like you were going to burst. So just those simple habits of just planning in advance what you want to eat and then tracking what you actually did eat and what your weight is that day can make you twice as much successful. So the other thing that comes from tracking is that it can be a really effective form of motivation towards progress and James Clear talks about this in Atomic Habits as well. So Um, He talks about how when people get a signal that they're moving forward, they become more motivated to continue down that path. So habit tracking can have an addictive effect on a motivation and every win can feed your desire to get towards that that goal. So this can be really powerful when you've had a bad day and, and how how often can you remember this happening where you jump on the scales and maybe they've gone up a little bit and that reaction to that number can put you into a bad place. But actually, if you've tracked what you've been doing recently, You can be very much aware of all the progress that you've made, of all the weight that you've lost already, um, you know, of all the way you've changed your habits in terms of your eating. You've got visual proof of your hard work, and it's a reminder of how far you've come. So it can be a really effective form of motivation, and it can really help you to stay on track as well. So it also helps you to become the person with the habits that ensure that you reach that goal as well. So by tracking what you're doing every day, it's actually helping you to become that kind of person who has the habits of a person of that body size. So what what I'll often encourage people to do is have a think about what is it going to be like when you're a person of that body size that you're trying to get to, whether it's a dress size that's your goal or it's a certain number on the scales, what kind of habits does that version of yourself have? What does she do every day? What does she eat? How does she feel? How does she move her body? How does she relate to other people? How is she in her relationships? So tracking helps you to become that person with the habits before you've even reached that goal, because that's going to ensure your success. If you start doing those habits that you know that version of yourself at that body size will be doing every day to maintain that, then you're going to be getting there way quicker. So it can really help you to practice being that person with those habits. So as I say, I recommend to my clients that they use a planner and tracker document, and I've got this PDF um, download available for you. It's the same document that I give to my clients. So basically what I encourage people to do is to plan in advance exactly what they're going to eat and plan that at least 24 hours in advance. So if you want to do one day at a time, just the night before, the day before, just have a look in the fridge. Um, think about what you're doing in terms of shopping and then decide in advance exactly what you're going to eat at breakfast, lunch and dinner, how much you're going to drink. So how much water are you going to have throughout the day? How many teas and coffees are you going to have? If you're including alcohol on your plan, maybe you want to decide in advance, how much wine am I going to have with that meal? Um, You know, so you can really, really track your progress. And then for each day, what I recommend is that you weigh yourself in the morning So you weigh yourself at the same time every day. And I do recommend the morning because you haven't eaten yet, you haven't drunk yet. So after you've popped the loo, jump on the scales and then write down that weight. And then you're going to write down what you ate as well and record whether you ate according to your plan did you eat according to your plan? Yes or no? And then how full were you as well? So you can use the hunger scale, which I've described on another podcast uh, to um, to see how full you were as well. So that's it. It's as simple as that. I mean, it sounds really, really simplistic. The magic comes from the consistency of implementing this every day and I would really encourage people I always encourage this with my clients as well it's about progress not perfection so you know actually implementing these habits may not happen perfectly every day but if you just plan you know two days this week and you track one or two days this week that's one or two days more than you've planned and tracked last week so that's an improvement you're winning Just keep doing it. Keep trying again and again and again. And just start practicing those habits that are going to help you become the person with the habits who has the body size that you're aiming to get to. So I hope that's been helpful. As I mentioned at the start, uh, the PDF document, the planning and tracking PDF document is available on my website. So you can go to the podcast page. It's keridwilliams.com forward slash 10 and that's K-E-R-I-D Williams alloneword.com forward slash 1010. Okay, so I hope that's been helpful. I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you want to come over to that page on my website, you can leave a comment. Um, Otherwise, I will speak to you next week and have a lovely week. Bye for now.